This episode of App Slappy is brought to you by GoDaddy.com and ZHosting.com. That's Z-E-H-O-S-T-I-N-G.com. You are listening to App Slappy Podcast with Scott and Eric. Attention. Scott and Eric. No. Derp. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to App Slappy. This is App Slappy, episode 39, the podcast for App Store addicts covering all the hot news, reviews, and such for your iPhone, iPad, or iPod touch needs. I'm Scott. And I'm Eric. Welcome back, everybody. It is a day later than we usually record because Eric had strep. Or you still have it, I guess. Yeah, I caught it in just the nick of time hmm. on antibiotics, so I'm feeling pretty good today. Yeah, I didn't sound go better. full into it, so. You sounded like a zombie dead man yesterday when i talked to yes you. yes so you sound much better doing very well at all well good well we have a brand new show lots to talk about let's just get right to it That's right, we have news. iPhone, iPod Touch, game market increasing at the expense of the PSP and DS. We've talked about this before. This isn't super huge news. And if you've been following the portable gaming market at all, you'll know uh, that the the iPhone and iPod Touch and the App Store in general have kind of dug into uh, the bottom line of these uh, of these fine portable makers, Sony and Nintendo. And uh, on the heels of Nintendo announcing their brand new sort of, I guess, true sequel to their you know, high-selling DS, highly successful game system of five years. They have something coming out that will finally replace it called the DS 3D, which makes me want to throw up. Uh, basically, they claim they have some kind of 3D visual technology built into this thing that does not require glasses. It sounds goofy and toy-like and dumb to me. But anyway, that's not what this article is Wait, about. wait, wait. You haven't seen it? I haven't seen what? You haven't seen the examples of the 3D no. DS? No. Are you serious? No. Is it cool? It's crazy cool. Really? Yeah. All right. I'll have to check it out. I don't want to poo-poo it too much. <laughs> I just sound super gimmicky to me. I'm coming off of a year where 3D was talked about way too much, and I don't care for it that much. I don't think it's all that big of a deal. I don't think Avatar benefited that much from 3D. I saw it in both ways. I kind of preferred this normal way to the 3D way. Call me old-fashioned, but I think 3D is as gimmicky today as it was in the 50s when people are wearing red and blue sunglasses. It's stupid. And I think it's not that much less stupid now. The only difference now is we're digital and we can do stuff with it we couldn't before, but it's still sort of stupid. So, But I'll look at what you're talking about and see. Is this official Nintendo stuff or is somebody else trying to fake what it would look like? No, no, no. I'm uh, sending you a link right now. You're going to get his response on air and what he thinks it is. All right, so this is the Nintendo 3DS. What? What? It's kind of cool, huh? Oh, dude, if that's real. But who, who, who's doing this? This is Nintendo. <laughs> is it? I think, I think it is. It's in Japanese. Okay, so they're okay. This is interesting to iPhone people because I have a theory here. Hmm. Obviously, people can't see what we're seeing. We'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah. I'll, I'll pause it there for now. Was oh, that still you? Who's playing that? That's you. Oh, I have it running in two windows. 
All right. That is kind of cool. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I have my doubts, though. I got to see the thing in action. That looks like a possibly pre-rendered demo. But okay. Assume that that's, that technology is, is true. And if that's true, geez, do this with all video games. But I wonder if the iPhone would ever be able to do this because you know how they're accomplishing this. They're creating perspective using motion control. That's what it looks like, huh? Yeah. So you rotate the thing and it moves because it knows where your hand is and, and graphically things are changing on screen based on uh, motion. So in theory, even the current iPhone could do this. I'd be curious to see. Wow. All right. Anyway, kind of blown away now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me poo-poo in the DS. <clears throat> but anyway, on the heels of that, it's interesting to see the actual numbers. According to analytics site Flurry, the Apple iPod iPhone continues to see so- strong growth in the handheld gaming market. We've talked about these numbers before, but they have changed a little bit using the data from MPD and Apple. Flurry says the iPhone Touch uh, games accounted for only 5% of the world portable market in the U.S. in 2008, but that number has grown significantly to 19% now. On the declining side, the DS and DSi dropped from 75% to 70% of market share, and the PSP saw a giant drop from 20% to 11 Whoa. Yeah. Uh, partially, I think, because Sony's got a weird strategy with port- portable stuff. The PSP Go? Is yeah, that- the, the Go is, makes a lot of sense, but it's super expensive and kind of just, I think it's timed wrong. Like a proper PSP2 should be coming out, and nobody wants to spend that kind of money on something like this. And then when you see that thing and realize, hmm, my iPhone's doing pretty much that, may as well get an iPhone or an iPod. So I think there's a lot of that happening. But that's a that's a significant growth from a mere 5% to 19%. And, of course, in 2008, I mean, that was the App Store's launch, essentially. And, um, you know, that's when you started th- seeing things kind of go crazy. So that's big, and these guys have to be noticing that. goes on to say the overall portable gaming market is estimated at $2.55 billion as of the end of 2009. That leaves iPhone, iPod Touch game revenue accounting for about $500 million in 2009. That's a lot of doodle jump is all I'm saying. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think I was, it, it just, I mean, all my portable gaming, you know, because I, I do have, I did, I did, I do do that. You I do did have, have a DS and a, and a, PSP, yeah, but they don't get touched at all anymore. I have them too. They're sitting in a drawer. Yeah, it's just my iPhone is where I do all my portable gaming. I even got a uh, DSi, thinking, ah, cool, they're going to get into this, you know, online downloadable game stuff, and that's pretty much been a tanker for them. They haven't done really well with that at all, and uh, everything's too expensive, and they're all kind of crappy, and they don't have the selection, and their store interface itself is terrible. So they've got a lot of things working against them, but. Mostly, like you, it's because my iPhone is doing all the portable gaming I need. And the thing is, is it, it <clears throat> with the quality of the games on the iPhone, they don't seem to be leveling off. They just seem to keep rising. I yeah, mean, I'm, yeah. I'm continuously blown away about, you know, with the games that are coming out. Yeah. Like, like this is, can be done on the iPhone. It's just like. Yeah. Plus, you have a platform that is, is automatically going to be refreshed more often. So you're going to see new iPhones with better chip capabilities and stuff slowly eke into the market every year. This is true. Whereas the DS is like a five-year run, and then you're done. So I'm a huge DS fan. Don't get me wrong out there, people. Oh, got heartburn. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I'm all for competition in this area, and I'm all for innovation, and Nintendo certainly innovated with the DS, and they may continue to do that with this new thing. But uh, right now that video looks like a DS, a DSi with 
possibly fake video running. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, there's a couple of controls on it that I don't recognize. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I have my doubts. There's a couple of sliders up there I see that I don't really recognize. Sliders? Where? Where are you looking? Oh, never mind. There's no buttons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the start and select button that have been there yeah, since Yeah, it looks like sliders from back where I'm sitting. It's, it's like, good. oh, what are that? Is that just a 3D-ness? I'll try to remember to put this in the blog because I think people will want to see it. Yes. Anyway, so keep your eyes on the ever-growing market for the iPod Touch and the iPhone. They seem to be doing just fine. Brand spanking new. Going to talk about new stuff this week. We got some new crap in the App Store and something that should be here today, but I haven't seen it yet. Supposedly, the official Dig app, D-I-G-G app, is available, but it's not on the store in the U.S. yet, so I don't know what that means. Uh, was due today, so if anyone knows, well, for all I know, I'll wake up tomorrow and there it'll be. Um, but this is an official app from Dig.com, so if you're into that content, sounds like you're going to finally get the app you've been wanting. They've done a pretty good job of having a you know fairly robust Safari experience with Dig, but um, I'm all for official apps for sites, so this is good. Is uh, it free, free and pay? Yeah, the the rumor is that there'll be a free version and a pay version. Free version would be supported by ads. The other one would be ad free, but essentially the same functionality, like a lot of apps we see today. Mm. So that's what they're I'm saying. Not a, I'm not a big fan of Dig. I really don't go to it. Um, I do occasionally. I don't. It's not my number one source for news and even sort of internet-y, nerdy stuff. But I, I don't know, occasionally. I mean, if the app's good, I'd, I'd certainly consider it. It's um, kind of funny because Twitter kind of has replaced it for me. In a way, yeah, that's true. Even if something shows up on Dig, chances are someone's going to tweet about it. Yeah. And half the time, Dig articles are about somebody tweeting something. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good point. We'll see how that plays out. But I'm looking forward to trying it out at least. Okay, out this week. Been very excited to get this, and as it turns out, uh, rather addicted to it. We'll talk about it in our reviews today. We Rule was launched this week, or since we last recorded. Uh, So actually sometime last week, and uh, we'll talk about that in our reviews. It is free. More information about what you could pay for if you wanted as we get further down the show. Yahoo Search just came out. It is free. Came out on the 23rd. This is significant because they're doing some really cool stuff. Um, crazy stuff with maps where you can like circle an area of the map and suddenly find out a bunch of information within your little finger circle and cool stuff like that. I think it actually bodes well for Yahoo's strategy with uh, phones and with the iPhone. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I mean, you're seeing this Bing app come out, then this coming out, and the the impending release, or at least they think, unless app, Apple decides to chuck it, which I'm, I'm not 100% sure they're going to keep it, but or approve it, but the new Opera mini browser is coming out, and people are saying that it's screaming fast and kills Safari in performance. But then the guys at Opera are claiming that it's not a browser, like it isn't a traditional browser. You don't put an address in and use it the same way you use Safari. That is their argument to Apple as to why this thing should be approved. So I don't know until we get it. Mm. Weird talk about uh, in terms of browsers on the phone. Uh, Flick Bowling 2, if you're a fan of Flick Bowling 1, well then, by damn, there's a new game for you. Flick Bowling 2, $2.99, and people like Flick Bowling, so why not? It's three bucks I'll save, though. It's not really for me. Lastly, a new game out this week that I love, and I can't wait to talk about this one, Depict, D-E-P-I-C-T. It is free if you are a fan at all of Pictionary. The board game, Pictionary, then you must check out Depict and you must add me as your friend because you must play me. 
It's free, but they have some in-app purchases that I made one of, and I'll report on that here in a minute. Um, I don't have you as a friend in my feed. Yeah, what, what the crap, dude. Maybe you could pop in and be one less person drawing people's anatomically correct loins. Does that happen <laughs> to you yet? No, but in my review, I, I'll say oh. what has happened. That kind of pisses me off. Yeah, there's a couple things, but uh, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that. But I absolutely love it. All right, moving on. Uh, we got a new theme this week. Uh, this one comes from someone, a mystery uh, somebody. I don't know who sent this to, to us, but uh, it's about our stupid <laughs> app of the week. In a world where complete morons develop apps, it's the stupid app of the week. Derp. All right, stupid app of the week brought to us by somebody I don't know. I should have probably held on to his email. <laughs> but I really appreciate it. Thank you for sending that in. This week's stupid app of the week is something called Ask Stupid. How appropriate. $3.99. Okay, Eric, I'm going to ask you a question. All right, shoot. Do you have trouble making decisions? No. Pizza or hamburger? No. East or West? No. Hawaii or France? <laughs> No. Apple or orange? No. 8 gig or 16 gig? No. Brittany or Bethany? No. Who's Bethany? I don't know. I don't who's know. Brittany? I know who Brittany is. She's that bald chick. Uh, <laughs> the tagline <laughs> says, worry no more. Ask a yes or no question and your app will do its best to give you a good answer. It may be a definite yes, an absolute no, a hesitant maybe, or an ask again. So, for example, you could write... Should I have pizza for lunch? And the answer will come back and say, yes. Does Leslie love me? No. This okay, is the this, stupidest wait, 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 app this ever is made. Three ninety nine. Yeah, four bucks. Do you do you see where I'm coming at now with the with the stupid? It's like a magic eight ball. I know. It's. Ugh. And the guy goes into this all this like exposition about how he came up with the idea. Him and his buddy came up with this idea, and they couldn't wait to make an app about it. I'm thinking, are you kidding me, dude? For four bucks, this was your big hot idea? Ugh. Lame. Lame is right. And you have to be on the internet, like on Wi-Fi on your, iP- on your uh, iPod to have it even work. What? So not only are they they're uselessly taking your questions and putting them in some database... So I guess the idea is, all right, so to give them just a little bit of credit, if enough people ask the question, do you do UFOs exist, then they would store that a lot of people ask that question, and they would supply the answer that was given the most to those people. The problem is the answer is being given by some random computer piece of garbage. Ugh, stupid. Stupid. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Oh, I'm just so glad there's so many dumb apps. We have something every week to talk about, and this is one of them. Ask stupid three ninety nine. Don't waste your money. <sighs> All right, well it's, t- it's time of the show where uh, we get to hear Patrick. You ready for this? I'm ready. I think he was drunk dialing. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. I'll let the people be the judge. Check it out. Hey everyone, Patrick here with your weekly What the Friend from the Streets of Paris. Uh, hmm, that was weird. Alright, so my app for the day is called Bug Me with an exclamation point at the end. It's a really cool app that lets you write a, a post-it note, or several, with your finger. So it's really simple, it goes really fast. 
and you can leave notes for yourself on the iPhone. That's really cool to begin with, but it also has a bug me function, which is basically a, an alarm, a reminder that you can set for yourself either by uh, saying bug me in 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever, custom time, or setting a time and a date for your uh, alarm. Now, it does come back by um, the standard Apple iPhone system, so you will need a uh, connectivity, so it's not for urgent things. If you don't have the network connectivity, then you're out of luck. But it's a pretty cool app, and I think it's worth taking a look at if you need something to take really, really simple notes. That's it for me. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, I have something to say about Bug Me. Bug Me and I go way back. Oh, really? Yeah, like to the Palm days, to my Palm 3 days and Palm 5 days. They This application existed on the Palm platform, and all their little PDA devices, uh, you could get it on there, and it did the same thing. You'd use the stylus to do the to do the Post-it note, but the idea is the same, and it would you know remind you of whatever you needed to be reminded of. And I did not know, I guess I've never looked, but I had no idea that they had an iPhone version. And it, and it was great. I, I remember in the time, at the, you know, at the time, this is like, oh, I want to say like 2000 or maybe 99 even. I thought this was amazing. Like it was one of my favorite apps for, uh, for that phone uh, or phone, phone for that PDA. And it was cheap and black and white at the time and nothing really major about it, but I'm guessing that's all improved. So anyway, great recommendation. From our little French friend, Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. What, how do you say thank you in France? French? Merci beaucoup. Merci. Really? Yeah. That's stupid. All right. <laughs> like you didn't know that. Well, you know, I'm a little slow. Do you know any foreign languages at all? No, dude. Me? <laughs> what would I know? What do you know? Do you know some? I know Spanish. Oh, yeah. Do it. Give us something. Do something in Spanish. Donde esta la biblioteca? <laughs> That's like from Community. <laughs> I know. <laughs> de, déjame ver qué que yo quiero decir. Hace eh, mucho tiempo que yo hablo español, entonces yo estoy olvidándolo. Good job on that. Time for this. Reviews. Time for one of my favorite parts of the show, and that's where we get to talk about what we've been using, playing, working with, whatever. By the way, thank you for all the emails and uh, voice memos reminding me that, yes, I should continue. <laughs> yes, we, we should say what the app is at the end of the review. Well, not just that, but that I should continue to review things that aren't games uh, along with Eric. And I, like I said last week, that's my plan. I was just, I was just saying there was a lot of games is all I was saying. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah, you were wrong when you said you were not going to read me. You know, yeah. last, last episode, I said, that's not what you said. I, don't, I still don't. Believe and the people anyway. backed me up. <laughs> I say, I'm going to have to go listen to that episode. How about that? Okay. Because I don't remember that. doesn't matter. Hey, got some stuff to review this week. Let's start. Two of these things Eric and I are both doing a lot of. And they're right? all games. Oh, they are all games today. <laughs> Is Has your third one a game? No. Oh, okay. Because that looks like something weird. Let's talk about Depict, shall we? We mentioned it earlier. Brand new release this week. Depict is uh, essentially Pictionary, and it's multiplayer, and I think it's kind of awesome. 
And what makes it nice is it's one of many new games coming out. I'm noticing a lot of these that are that are free to play, but have something to buy within the app. And more about what We Rule does with that here in a minute. But Depict is a very interesting art style. They've gone with kind of an 8-bit thing sort of on purpose. I think they did that just to speed up connectivity, probably. I think you're I think you're totally right. But isn't that a great like way to make up for that? Like in in a way, I mean if you're if you're using it, you wouldn't think that. You would think you would use it and go, Oh, look, they've gone for this pixelated kind of idea and isn't that funny? And No, that's what I totally thought. I was like, Oh, they're going pixelated just so they could have a quick response going across the network. To me it's like design design for necessity's sake you know what i mean yes. like they didn't blow that they didn't try it's to go fun- all it's functional design yeah, yeah yeah functional design and i think they really pulled it off anyway the idea is you get this screen you get a big color palette and a pen and an eraser you have five people on at once you have a timer that counts down and during that time let's say it's my turn it tells me that i need to draw if the choices are evergreen tree uh deciduous tree what is that I must not. Have, I must have slept that day in class. Um, <laughs> weeping willow, bonsai tree, or Christmas tree. Those are our choices, and it will say to me, "It needs to be a weeping willow." But nobody, the other four guys, don't see that. They just see the choices of trees. So they I see start the multiple choices. Yeah. So as I start drawing it, and if they think they know it, they hit the choice they think it is. If they're wrong, they get a and they get a big frowny face and a red mark on their name. While it says fail. Yeah, it says fail. While everybody else chooses. And those who get it right get a bunch of points. And the more people get it right, I get more points for drawing it right. Yep. Um, there's one you also whole... get more points for being the first to guess, too. You That's true. Your... So if there's five, you get four points if you get it first, three points second, and so on. Um, because there's only four of you guessing while well, the fifth guy's drawing. And uh, there's a way to kind of say that you didn't like what that last guy did by giving him one star. There's a quick little button to push to give him stars on their last drawing. And it's all in you real time. If you don't like it, you get him a star. Oh yeah, all the time. Wait, you sure? You sure that's if you don't like it? Why would you give him a star if you didn't like it? Uh, out of five, it's because it's a it's a how many stars out of five? How oh, it comes it. up as a, a ranking. Yeah, so you have five with numbers on them. So you have one through five, and they actually show uh, a star on the one. Yeah. So if I, you, I, pr- I pressed it, nothing happened, so I didn't. Yeah, if you love what someone drew you could give them like is a the four or is five. the whistle for reporting inappropriate content yeah the whistles for doing inappropriate content or if they're kind of like the timer's counting down and they haven't drawn anything yet so it's kind of to wake them up because on their end they're hear a little beep sound and they'll kind of you know get out of their stupor and draw if it doesn't happen very often um, but if they're being obscene or they're cheating that whistles for that and if enough people do that they'll get booted so like uh-huh. i think it's two of you i think or three maybe i don't know uh, it'll it'll boot them out of there, and I've had that happen a couple of times. Um, to to you? Yeah. No, 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 not to me. I haven't drawn <laughs> anything like that. But I get I get a lot. I did get the achievement where four people gave me a five star, which really made oh, me happy. Oh, nice! It was for a penguin I drew. <laughs> um. Anyway, I really really like it. Here's a couple of holes in it, and then Eric, I want to see what you think. But the holes are things like this. Um. There's nothing to stop somebody from drawing, a, you know, a wiener or, or or whatever they want to do, and that's happened a bunch of times for me. And usually they leave right after. So like, if the thing is draw a Christmas tree, and they'll draw some naked dude. I just don't understand. What is the obsession with the wiener? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Perhaps it's because 
let's just say I'm glad we all have pants. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's a ridiculous uh, part of the human anatomy, and so people like to make fun of it. Um, but that's and that's happening a little here and there. But they usually get booted or they leave on their own or whatever. And it's just kind of a dumb waste of time. And they lose a bunch of points, so they're never going to win anyway. So you may have to put up with that now and again. Um, if let's see what was the other issue oh the issue of cheating so let's say i'm the artist and i'm asked to draw one of those trees again and and the answer is christmas tree there's nothing to stop me from just writing the word christmas tree with my finger yeah i ran into that a lot and that's what bugged the crap but i mean it's like what's why play the game yeah i don't know why that's fun for people and there's no real way to i mean that's considered cheating so you have the whistleblower for cheating and if enough of you blow whistle they'll they get kicked um, but it's obnoxious. It's like, what's the point? Why are you even doing this? Like, why bother even playing? Aside from those two things that you don't have a ton of control over, at least at least initially when you get when you get matched with people. Um, on the on the whole, like ninety percent of the time, I'm having a ball in here, and I cannot put it down. Like, I have a really hard time quitting. My battery had to die yesterday for, to make me quit, and I love it. Great stuff. Just laying there in bed, playing 100 rounds of this thing, seeing how high you can get. Uh, it's tied into the open faint stuff, so you get achievements and all the other, other you know stuff that comes with that, friends list and all that. I can't wait until I'm playing with just friends, though, because I don't like... I, I mean, again, it hasn't happened that often, but occasionally someone will stick their head in and go, wiener, and then leave, and it's just annoying. Yes. Just seen my masterpiece. I got barf as one of my drawings. It oh, was no beautiful. Way. I'll bet. But you could do a barf like that. Shade of green I was using. It was just the the projectile. Yeah. It was a piece of art. So what uh what do you think of the game? Like what how do I mean I, I agree with you on points, all the points. I just I hate when people are writing the writing the word out. I'm like, what's the point? Why why are you playing the game? Yeah, it's almost worse than the wiener guys. Yeah. I haven't uh encountered any wieners, so I, I feel lucky <laughs> in, that, in that aspect. But uh no, it's a great – I think – I don't know. It's interesting, though, because I don't know if it's a network or something. Because sometimes the time will be going, and then all of a sudden, at the end, the drawing will come out. You know, like – Yeah. I don't know if it's a lag issue because I don't – because you can see they're trying, but all of a sudden, it's just like you get two lines or three lines. You're like, I'm sorry, the time ran out. Yeah, so I, you'll, a, I think it's a, a issue. It could be them. It could, but I think it's more likely it's the individual drawing or the person on the other end having – like going under a tunnel or – having bad connection or they lost their wi-fi maybe, whatever maybe something like that yeah but i ran into that a couple of times but it, i'm surprised it's it holds up pretty well considering what's you know you're you know matched up with a uh, four different people and it's a it's a time-based game and to sync all that is uh it's it, impressive. i think it works pretty well yeah it's impressive and it has a kind of a like i said a, a just a cool look to it by necessity, yeah. but also just feels cool. I just like. Do you want to the... talk about the in-app purchases? Yeah, let's do that. So, did you buy anything inside? No, I didn't really All see right. that. I didn't want to pay extra for a, a custom avatar. Well, yeah, I didn't do that. I wasn't about to do that. But they had this option to buy a speed round version of the game, like a whole other mode of the game. For it's like no one's drawing, right? Yeah, for a buck. And I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to get, so I thought, well, let's try this because it'd be at least worth to, you know, talk about it on the show and see if it was, you know, if this kind of idea is okay. Um, buying additional, you know, modes and games and things. It's multiplayer still, but I found that nobody was playing it. Like I was the only guy there forever. Uh, so that sucked. 
and it's because nobody else is spending the dollar. Um, but secondly, the, the, what it does, it rapid fire style throws up drawings that are all pre-made from other people on the other mode. So they store a lot of that stuff. Oh, they store the drawings? Yeah, and some of them are terrible. Like really, that's not, interesting. I've seen I, one of them was like dirt, and it was literally a a green squiggle line, <laughs> and that isn't dirt. So how the crap is it going to get dirt right? And I think one of the options was grass, so I chose grass, and I was wrong. That happened all the time because the the art is not you can't count on the art giving you any hints, and the clock is running down fast, and it's just bam, bam, bam. And with more people, it's all who gets it first, and then they move on, right? Yeah, but nobody draws. I am totally one hundred percent disappointed and have buyer's remorse about that dumb dollar <laughs> because it's just dumb. I get what they're trying to do. It's a way I to make a little had, money. Even when I saw it, I thought it was a pre-made drawings that they were uh, providing. So no, that I, thought I could deal with that. Must be pretty good. Yeah, I could deal with that. I mean, I don't want perfect drawings, so it's too easy. I do want it to be hard, and maybe that's the idea. The, there's something breaks though in that translation. It just doesn't work. So dollar misspent. So don't do that. But get do you the feel that game. your artistic skills give you a, a certain edge? Listen, people, people have been asking me that for years about regular Pictionary. My answer is always this. When there is speed involved, no. In this, I get a little bit more leeway because everybody gets the same time limit. And you're not, you never have those rounds where everyone's competing at the same time. It's always just you, right? Mm-hmm. So I have that 30 seconds or whatever it is, 20 seconds. And it's all mine. And so I can do a little bit more than I would normally. And I think in this particular case, it does help me. I won way more games than I lost. And I think that it helped that I could quickly render ideas and concepts that were easily understood. And in this case, I think it did help me. In regular Pictionary, with people around the room rolling dice, it's a hindrance for me. It's actually bad for me because I want to take too much time. I want to draw something out and really drag it out. You kind of out. take the pressure of yeah. people around you and the also other, drawing against you. Yeah, and the other team is like getting it before me because their spider was a circle with little lines sticking out of it, and my spider was this three-dimensional quarter view, you know, <laughs> had eyes and teeth and everything else, and it took me and long. And fuzz on it. Right, it took me too long to get there. So anyway, I really like it. I'm going to recommend it. Um, I can't wait to play it again. I just love it. It's great, like, sort of bedtime. Yeah, why didn't you tell me to... I mean, I was playing. You were playing. Why didn't we play together? Because I think I was... Uh, I don't know why, actually. <laughs> we should probably play. We'll do I that looked tonight. for you on the... I mean, I look. I didn't look for you, but I was like, oh, am I friends with Scott? And I didn't know you were playing it. Oh, yeah. We should yeah. tell everybody what our open faint names are since I'm... <laughs> since you... Since I kind of like... <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, I don't mind. I'll tell everybody my open faint name. My open faint name is Gerp, G-E-R-P. And uh, feel free to add me anytime. And mine is, you'll never guess it, Hakito. Hakito. Look at you just going standard all down the line. All your names everywhere are Hakito. Why? Why not? Well, that's that's how it should be. But whenever I try to do my group of names, one of them's always taken. So I have to have like three to choose from. Yeah. Drives me nuts. Um. Anyway. Well, I've got, you know, my email. I didn't get the first Hakito, so. I'm giving this four stars. Technically. Uh, I'm giving it 3.75. I mean, because you're going to have some games where you're just like, well, what is, why am I even playing this when they're writing the names out? Yeah, that's why I give it a star less, because I think technically speaking and conceptually, they nailed it. The people knock it a star for me. Just people you have to deal with. Which, I don't know, you can't get around it. It's just how it is. But I'm excited to have friends from the show find my name and add me because I'll play you guys anytime. 
Like, I'll play App Slappy listeners, no problem. That'd be great. No wieners there, right? You know what they could do is they could actually draw App Slappy rules and we know we're actually playing with a fan. Yeah, we should make them all do that. <laughs> that is the power we hold. All right, so that's Ooh, that. Again, yes. that game is Depict. It is free. D-E-P-I-C-T, Depict, on the App Store now. Okay, next up for us, both of us, is the brand new game We Rule. And I, I guess it's we a, rule. I guess it's a game, right? Totally a game. Hmm. I don't know. It feels like a, I don't know, something different about it. Like, do you call Farmville a game? On, I guess yeah, I guess they're all games. It's it's a game. Okay. I'm I wouldn't just, comment to call it a simulator or anything like that. <laughs> uh, the folks at oh, New Toy. No. Well, New Toy is the developer. NG Moco. Yeah, NG Moco is the publisher slash help the developer get their crap out kind of thing. Uh, They put this out. It's called We Rule. It is the best thing I could compare it to is a cross between these all these Farmville style games, which I don't really like that much. Uh, Zombie Farm is kind of fun. But most of them I'm not. Zombie Farm is okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay. I, actually, I thought Zombie Farm was a whole lot better till I played this, and now I'm kind of done with Zombie Farm. Yeah, I checked on my Zombie Farm today, and everybody was dead Yeah, and, hung, and, hung, and hungry. And your farm is all, like, overgrown and everything. Um, it's Zombie Farm could improve if they just added a whole bunch of stuff. But that's kind of what we're getting with We Rule, and you're getting not only that farm simulation stuff, but you're getting, like, a whole town simulator. And you're building homes and objects and trees and fences in addition to your farm and the farm bit is just as thorough as any farm simulator but everything else like building a, a quarry to to get stone or building this castle and having it upgrade and get bigger and bigger and having all these different buildings and different functions it has it's a cross between a little bit of that farm stuff a whole bunch of the the old impressions games uh historical sim city style games like um Caesar three and Pharaoh and Zeus and Rise of the Middle Kingdom. I love those games. Some of my favorite games ever. And those games were more about cultivating a town and building a population and less about fighting or you know it's not a traditional real time strategy. This has a lot of that going for it, and leveling up and getting experience points and buying new stuff and building out your town, expanding its borders, visiting other people's towns, going to Eric's town and putting placing an order for a dress for a party. And, and having him make that, and that gives me both, you know, coin and and uh, XP, and XP gives me levels, which gives me mojo, which we'll get into in a minute. This is the kind of thing that's really hard to review in a short period of time because there's a lot happening here. Um, would you agree? I mean, it's a it's as far as iPhone games go, this kind of thing it seems pretty uh, involved. Yeah, what what really blew me away about we farm? I mean, not we farm, we rule. <laughs> <laughs> we farm, huh? No, we rule is just the graphics are amazing. Yeah, like everything is animated. People are walking around. You got a windmill. The windmill spinning. You got, and every time you add a building, uh, you get more population. Say, I just added like a, a magic tower, so now I have wizards wandering in my around my town and whatnot. You like you had a pond, you get like a giant frog that's jumping around your place. Yep. So it is so as you ex- expand your city, your population becomes uh, gets bigger, and uh, yeah, it's just it's really good. Yeah, it's a, it's the really whole, complex. And the whole social thing is you want to go out 
and place order with the, with different people's kingdoms because it doesn't cost you any money to place these orders for things. No, it just it gives you XP for doing it. It gives you money and XP for placing these orders outside your town for yeah, people. Yeah, and you get XP and money for me placing it there as your town. So there's like this cooperative, everybody's helping each other out without without truly being all that helpful. In other words, you're, you're doing it selfishly because you're going to get a benefit out of doing it, but you're both, it's like mutually beneficial. Yeah, you're both benefiting from it. Yeah, so to have lots of friends. And the thing is, we, I mean, ever since we released our names, we have no trouble keeping our crap ordered all the time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like every time I'm looking. It just makes I mean, you want to build. How many pages do you have? Of, like, uh, it's 10 or something. Yeah, I got like eight. Yeah, and I haven't even accepted them all. We got to go through all that still. But we, we put out our names. We'll do it again. Mine's Frog Pants. Eric's is um, Hakito again. Yeah. And, and um, but the, the plus thing plus is, is it, 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 it had a rocky start. Oh, okay. Yeah. So let's talk about this real quick. So the first day or so was okay. Um, yeah. But then... I didn't, think a lot, I didn't think a lot of people knew about it. Yeah. People got wind of it. And then suddenly servers started doing crazy things. I would plant onions. I would come back an hour later and they'd all be dead. One of my farms would be missing. This brand new building I put down would be gone. Three of my houses would be moved like 10 <laughs> feet the other way. Like all kinds of weird stuff was happening. And uh, they pretty quickly let people know that they were going through some server trouble. Yeah, they had to actually upgrade their hardware to handle the new load and they had to upgrade their servers. And Yeah, it's one of those cases where I do not think they knew what was coming. Yeah, I don't think the thing is it's been in beta in Canada for like I think about three weeks now. Yeah, Canada. Canadians. They went globe. Yeah, jerks. But the, <laughs> then they released the globally, and I just I don't think they were expecting such the huge yeah. influx of uh, population. But of course, it supports push. It supports uh, the plus plus networks. All your friends are already there. You've got the ability to um, use it over three G as well as Wi Fi. It's a sort of on all the time. Feels like an MMO style experience. Where things are yeah, constantly changing and evolving. Yeah, because some of your crops in. could take a whole day to sixteen hours to grow, and when you uh, when you get higher and the higher levels, like buildings will cost will take like almost a day to build. So they're like you know they're always something's going on when you're not in the game. Yeah, and it seems like it's all very real time and persistent, which I really like the feel of. And I can't say enough about the feel and look and sound of everything. Um, Eric's right. I mean, it's a very playful and fun design, but beautifully rendered. One of my favorite things is the music and the little voice work and stuff. I think that stuff just really adds to it. And it just feels, you know, you click on a rock quarry and it sounds like dudes hacking at rocks. And and I know there's got to be some Impressions Games people out there that know what I'm talking about. But that's, that's they captured that that thing that I can't even put my finger on. Um, yeah, like when you build a building, like the little guy actually comes out and starts hammering away at the building type of thing. Yeah. And if you want, you can speed it up. So let's talk about Mojo. There's a system in the oh, game. Oh, the Mojo. Every level you get some Mojo. And the Mojo, uh, depending on what you're doing, it can cost one Mojo to more Mojo to do it. But it, let's say you have something that takes a day to build. If you want to spend those Mojo points, you can, and that will make it immediate. So you'll immediately harvest that thing that normally takes a full day. Or you'll immediately build that building that takes a day and a half or whatever. Um, or you can complete complete an order that usually will take a day or so in uh, instantly. Yeah, so if you're you've come to my town and done a building and you got it really quick after, and I know some of that, some of you out there have, the reason for that is because I used Mojo to speed it up. Here's how they're making money because a lot of you are going, what? How do they make money with a game like this? This is crazy because it seems like a lot of work and it is, and there's a lot to maintain and deal with and upgrade servers and everything else. How they're making money, and according to NG Mo, uh, NG Moco, they claim 
that their most profitable games and apps on the store so far have all had in-app purchases as their chief method of getting uh, money. That they make more than they do on games where it's just 99 cents and you get the game. Which is interesting because if that's true, I suspect a lot of people are going to go this route. So the mojo, really convenient and good to have. Because when you just need money and you want to stay in your game for longer because you, you want to quickly get through stuff and plant more things and build new stuff, the way to get more money is to speed up the process of all this building and harvesting. And when you run out of mojo, it is tempting as crap to go buy some. And how do you buy it? You click on a little store and it lets you buy vials of mojo. And there's different, whole bunch of choices. 99 cents will give you five. A, a 10 bucks is what you did, Eric. What'd that give you? Um, I think it's 65 bottles of mojo. That's a freaking lot of mojo. And, uh, uh, yeah. And that's why, like, you know, if you look at your kingdom compared to my kingdom, we started probably around the same time. Yeah, and you're level 13, I'm level 10. And I yeah. spent, I've only spent a dollar on Mojo. You spent $10 on Mojo, and it is definitely evident that you spent some Mojo money. Because I have more buildings than you. And uh, Yeah, you had a castle before me. You had, well, well you had, I have like the windmill, and then I have a magic yep. tower now. And, yep. and I don't have any of that crap yet because I've only spent a buck. So some may poo-poo on this. It basically just says, look, if you're patient, anybody can play this for free. If you're yeah, not, and, patient, and I have to say, you get, you get up in the higher levels, you get more mojo when you level up. Yeah, so. they're they're pretty generous with the mojo. Actually, I was surprised by that. So, how much mojo do you have right now? Right now, I only have three left because I'm using it. But I, at one point, I had twelve or something. It's pretty good. Yeah, and I'm only at level ten. So, so yeah, I mean, you're gonna get you're gonna get mojo regardless it's just going to take you longer and it's an interesting model and i feel like they balanced it pretty good like i'm it's not bothering me yeah i'm not bothered to be a little bit more patient with some things and spend mojo in other cases being a little more strategic about how i use that mojo uh it's not it doesn't feel like i'm being baited into buying it it just feels like you know i just need to pick whatever pace i want to go with and they have mojo for like 49 dollars, and you get like a thousand mojo or something Oh really? Oh yeah. They if you scroll through there, they got all these buying options, and they go up into the forty nine dollars, maybe even higher. But uh, yeah, I mean, as an overall experience, I love this game. I am hooked. Like it's really hooked me hard, and I can't wait to see who does what next with this kind of thing. Has me excited for what the future will hold. Has me excited to see what these guys do. Yeah, I think I, I'm interested in like the updates. Like, are they going to, to yeah. get to a point where like? Are we going to be able to raid certain castles or our neighbors or something like that? Yeah, or or are you going to are you going to release special items that weren't there at launch that we could now now buy with uh with our gold? You know, are we going to be able to, you know, just different ways of of advancing your kingdom. I would love to see what they do in the way of updates, and that's how they'll keep this fresh. By the way, if, if you ask me, if they want this to be the huge hit that it is already, the goal should be. Content, content, content. Yeah, they're going to have to. Because once you get to the highest level, you got the biggest castle, you got all the objects and the buildings. I mean, what more would you want to do? I mean, all you're just doing is fulfilling orders, growing crops, and there's no other reason to progress unless they expand it some way. You want to attack me is what you want. Dude, just I think raiding a castle would be awesome. Like raiding another, (laughs) you know, kingdom. Yeah. And like, oh, you're, you're, you like log on and one of your buildings was on fire and you have to put it out and <laughs> rebuild it or repair it and stuff like that. And yeah, totally. And you could do it so that it's the same kind of 
win-win here. You could you could make it so that if you invaded somebody's castle, it didn't destroy it, but it did something where you had to repair it. And if you did, you got XP and gold for that. You know what I mean? Like you could make it pay both ways. Yeah. So that it wasn't such a terrible thing to be attacked. Then, well, then maybe it's like after you attack, maybe your forces are weak and then you're more susceptible for an attack or, you know. Yeah, there's lots kind of, of ways they can handle it. But it's it's imaginative as crap and I think it's brilliant. I love it. And I'm going to give it, um, I'll give it this four stars. Yeah, I'm giving this four stars too. I'd give it five stars, but it's a little buggy. Because uh, uh, like... Um, like my nanny's been playing it and like she sees an open sign uh, over my uh, oh, over yeah. my castle yeah. which means I have an open thing for orders to be placed she'll go into my kingdom but then she won't even see any open signs yeah. over the certain buildings that I have open like I'm yeah I got I got my you know my, my magic tower is open she's like I can't click on it you know I have a dude right next to me in the over overworld view that has been open for three days and he's never got anything open when I go in there yeah so, yeah, so there's some I don't bugs. know what, yeah, so it's a little buggy, so but I give it a four. It's a really cool game. Yeah, enjoying it. Highly recommend. Highly recommended. All right, I'm going to. I think I may save my third review for next week. Okay. Because I haven't gotten far enough in it. Exactly, I want to give it a longer review. Let me yeah, tell I played the, it. I played it a little. I don't think I'm ready for a review quite yet. Yeah, I just my so much of my time went to other stuff. So the game I was going to review today, uh, thirdly, is Doodle Cart for 99 cents, uh, which so far I really like. But I'm going to put off that review till next week. I won't have had a chance to get a little bit further into it. So look forward to that. Eric, tell us about Everyday Looper. What the crap is that? Everyday Looper is like a four-track looping music application. Mm. Okay. It's tell me it's more. Pr- pretty dang cool. Uh, there's a there's a video out there. You should look it up for Everyday Looper of a guy I think over in Germany who does kind of a live demo, and it's pretty amazing what you can do with it if you have some talent, I guess. Um, but what it is, it's a you have four empty tracks, and you set you can set the beat per minute with a click track. You what you do is you just touch on one of the tracks and it starts to record and once it gets to the end it just loops that section over and over again you can tap another track to record another section that will loop over and over again and so on and so forth so you can have four full tracks of looping but it has really cool controls where you can by swiping two finger swipe you can turn the volume down of one you know it's kind of like a performance application I would say kind of like a live performance type of thing um, Are we going to get a live come, demo of you doing something? Because everyone loves those when you do those. Unfortunately not. Uh. Uh, Wesley has my phone downstairs. <laughs> he was playing with it. Also, yeah. uh, it it doesn't work without headphones. I mean, you need headphones to hear what actually is playing oh, all right. through the thing. I think it's due to feedback issues. Dang it. Recording. Sorry. That's no, okay. People just love hearing you I sing. I know. I know. You're rare. I can, I can hear people like, oh, no. I mean, Scott is a dork is still a number one billboard hit in the United States this year. Scott is a is dork. A dork. <laughs> Surprised nobody wanted that as a ringtone yet. <laughs> I know. Um, anyway, uh, keep going. There's also controls where you can actually combine the tracks. So you click on a track and you drag it down. You Double tap on the track and you drag it down to a track you want to combine, and then it'll combine the two tracks. Leave leaves you open to record another track, but it's really well done and it's like it's really robust and it's it's really cool. If you're into beatboxing or any of that kind of voice stuff, 
it's awesome. I was actually trying to, th- I was, I was tempted to get my old uh, acoustic guitar out and try to do a little thing with it, but I don't know where my guitar is at. <laughs> so Wesley, pull around it with a real, Wesley a real has music. It downstairs. Yeah, I don't know. I got, <laughs> I got to find out where it is. That's cool. Storage somewhere. So anyway, it's 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 a little pricey. It's at four ninety nine, but if you're into these like looping, it's kind of like a kind of remind me of Ableton Live a little, which I use a lot of some music app um, for the Mac. But uh, it's yeah, if you're into the the looping beatbox type of thing, this is pretty dang cool. All right, what would you give? Four ninety nine, Everyday Looper. What stars? I'd give it. A, I'd give it four stars. That's good. It's Jeez, really well us. done. Look the thing us. is, the interface is all this is 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 it's it's just the four graphic waveform tracks, and that's the interface. I mean, there's all is all you control. It's basically double tapping, swiping, you know, using the the gestures, you know, three taps and all that kind of stuff. So it's pretty cool. Sounds awesome. Check it out, Everyday Looper. Mm. All right, well, that's it for reviews. Um, we have a new segment as we've talked about last show. Eric's and uh, I new noticed segment. the people are liking the yeah, Update Corner. They huh? do, dude. Nothing but good comments about Update Corner. So here's your theme music. Ready? Right here it goes. Update, update, update Corner. Okay, go ahead. Wow. What <laughs> time did you spend on that? I haven't done anything official yet, but I will. That was my it's, impromptu uh, thing. I thought you actually spent time recording that. You just hit play. <laughs> that was it, dude. <laughs> that was it. Anyway. Update Corner. Okay, anyway, this is my uh, my photo photo section of Update Corner. All right. Because I think there's a lot of photo apps that have out there, uh, folder photo filter apps out there that, you know, has some pretty good updates. My first one I want to talk about is Camera Bag, which has, I don't know if you guys have used it or not, and maybe you've had used it in the past, and you, you know, and they didn't have an update for a long time, so maybe people haven't really looked into it lately, but they have two new filters. One's kind of been out for a long time, one's been out for a couple of weeks, but the first one is a color cross filter, which the color cross filter is one on when you take a, when you develop a photograph, they use certain different chemicals that are not that like that is not used for that certain film that will change the color of the the print a little bit. So you get it. That's why color cross. So you get little uh, change of the the hues of the photograph with uh, pretty cool results on that. So that's color cross. Um, color cross. Got it. Color cross filter is pretty cool. Yeah. Do you do you use any of these type of photo apps? I use camera bag on your okay. recommendation. Have you used the color cross filter? No, I have not. Uh-huh. I, I will though. And the new one, which is one of my favorites, is the new silver, black and white silver filter. And what it kind of harkens back to is the day uh, when they first started doing uh, black and white photography, where they actually was using like real, you know, silver oxides or whatever. I don't know the chemical breakdown of everything, but where they used to use actual silver to develop uh, to develop the black and white films back in the day. And uh, this gives a kind of a um, kind of a silvery black and white effect to your photos. It's really hard to explain without seeing it. But it's very specific to that era too. Like you'll see these and you'll go, "Oh yeah, like stuff I've seen in books, like the twenties and the thirties, early thirties maybe." There's like a very distinct style of photography when you see that silver process, and that's what so these look it- like. Yeah, have you used a silver one? I haven't used that yet either, but I know what you're talking about with the silver stuff, and I'm looking yeah. at some screenshots here, and it's it's a really hard to put your finger on what that looks like, but you'll know it when you see it. You're like, oh yeah, that's I've seen that in old time magazines or something. So that is the new filters, 
one has been out for quite a while, but with the silver, it just came out a couple of weeks. But I highly recommend taking a look at that. See, Scott is a perfect example. He has his camera bag. Hasn't used it lately. Well, I've been playing so many of these video games. The video games. Yeah. Okay. The uh, the next one I want to talk about hipstamatic, and I love the hipstamatic. Hipstamatic. That makes me hip automatically, right? So anyway, yes. <laughs> Not really though. Okay. What does it do? What does hipstamatic the new, do? The new update of hipstamatic now you can output at a higher resolution. That was one big complaint about people. Is they weren't getting really high resolution out of hipstamatic because the photos are awesome that you get out of this thing. They just weren't high res, high res. You know, not enough for right. doing a decent print. I think. Right. Now they do. Uh, do to do the higher res. Now, how does it do it though? Because if you've got. But the thing, but the thing is, is it 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 takes longer to process because it's doing it at a higher res. Okay. So, okay. Just warning to you because like I. I was talking to my friend Vicky, and we're like, she has not had it, and I was like, we took a photo of the same thing, and then I was like, and she's like, oh, this is not really cool, and I'm like, uh, I can't see mine is still processing. She's like, what? Why are you still processing? And I'm like, well, I, I have mine on the high res output, so it takes a little longer. Let me ask you this: Is it just adding pixels like the way you would do traditionally with you know on a computer when you're trying to get a smaller photo bigger? Is it no, of, no. What I think it's doing is actually taking the photo at a higher resolution and then doing the filter process to it right after, so which is going to take longer. Yeah, but if the camera is only capable of a certain resolution, how does it get that? Higher but I'm saying before it would take it wouldn't take the the picture at the uh, what is it the what was the camera three megapixels three megapixel yeah the current yeah one. It, it wasn't taking the photo at three megapixels. I think this is actually taking the photo at a higher res and applying the filter to it. Oh, okay. Well, so you're getting that actually works, a full-on cool. high-res photo from it. So that stuff's printable, highly printable. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Uh, and also another cool thing about this update is you can actually, like photos you've taken, you can actually see your combination of lenses and flash and film that you used on that picture. Because before you see, oh, that was really cool. I wonder what I was using. You couldn't tell because it, it was just a picture. But now with the update, you can actually see the combination used for that picture, which is really helpful. Nice, like little metadata in there. Little metadata. Also, you can like shake your phone and it'll do a random lens, a, ra- a random lens, a random film, and a random flash. So if you want to get crazy, <laughs> you can do that. Yeah, that's great. Um, then they have a new uh, film pack that comes. Uh, it's ninety nine cents. It's an in app purchase. It just came out with the update, uh, but it now comes with infrared film along with a a high contrast black and white film, which I really yeah. am digging. And that's how much? What they what they charge for that? Ninety nine cents. Oh, it's not bad. No, do you have hipstamatic yet? No, I don't have that. You gotta get it, Scott. It's very cool. Everybody I've, that I've recommended it to and used it, they just say, "I can't believe I didn't have this before." How much is hipstamatic before the in app purchase? Is it? It's not a free app, right? No, I think it's uh, two ninety nine. I want to say. Okay, I'm not too sure. So for about four bucks, you can get a pretty swinging package here. Uh, yeah, if you want to use those words. I probably shouldn't say swing and package <laughs> on any show. Sorry about that. That's for people playing Depict. All right. Well, excellent. There's our update corner. Good updates happening in the photo community, so check those out. And I hope people continue to enjoy. I'm, oh, I'm going to uh, get a price for you right now, a price check. Okay. Price check. It's $1.99 for Hipstamatic. Wow, even better. But there's well, all the more packs you can buy in there, so... Yeah. You set to pick and choose what you want. Yeah. I think the in-app purchase thing is a smart thing. I like it. Yeah. It's cool. 
Listen to the show regularly, says John Legowick. You guys do an awesome job even with voice coach, coworker, workover. You, by the way, I, I'm not going to update people, but I, that whole thing turned out to be kind of funny. Can you recommend any good... He me- knows the guy. Yeah, I know the guy. And, it, and he wasn't saying what everyone thought he was saying. And he's fine. Anyway, can you recommend a good music genius app? Something, uh, excuse me, something that will your song library... What? Oh, you meant to go through your song library. Yeah, and recommend similar tastes in artists and songs. Don't understand why Apple has a genius for App Store, but not for the iTunes Store, Ron Legowick. Uh, he we found something called e, uh, F and Genius. <laughs> F and Genius for a dollar ninety nine. E F F I N Genius that does this very thing. So, go. The get reviews that. are kind of split on it. Some people love it. Some people say it takes too long to scan your library. But overall, that's what it does: is it scans through your library and suggests artists and songs that you don't have in your library, and you can actually purchase it. And it gives you an option to go out and purchase it, and they. The iTunes store. I love it because it's called effing genius. Or effing. Yes. That's great. Effing genius. Sue Walker writes in and says, could you please help out an app addicted Grammy? The first, excuse me, the first doctor's office app I got was Bubble Bay. It remains the only game that I simply cannot get through the last level. It has some sort of, dare I say, an obsession for me. Could you ask your listeners if anyone out there has ever finished the game? And if so, she put it like a squirrely, sweary, cartoony, swear thing there. And if so, are there any helpful hints other than the obvious? Love your show. You guys rock Sue Walker. Oh, dude, I love having the grandmas listen. Oh, yes. So we're throwing it out there. I've never played Bubble Bay. Me neither. So listeners, if you have passed this game, write us, send a voice memo in, letting us know the secret to the Bubble Bay. Sue Walker must know. And if she's a Grammy, she's in that doctor's office quiet. No, I'm just kidding. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's terrible. I shouldn't say that. I'm not that far. I'm kind of far off from that, but not that far. Well, you just hurt your hand lifting no little weight. <laughs> it was a, dude, it wasn't a little weight. It was a big, I don't know what I had on there. They were curls and this weight. I had probably, I don't know, 65 pounds on there. It's not a lot for some people, but for me it was a lot. <laughs> and you hurt your hand. And I hurt my hand. I pulled a tendon or something. Hey, guys, says Nancy from Boston. I love your show. I try to sync my iPhone with my MacBook Pro weekly. Every time I connect a sync, I have problems. The photos sync with no problems, but when I get to iTunes, I get the rainbow cursor, and then iTunes freezes. I keep trying to plug and unplug my phone. Sometimes after 20-plus minutes, my phone will show up in iTunes, and then the rainbow cursor will go away. I have spent eight-plus hours at the Genius Bar. They have reloaded iTunes and my operating system. They have restored my iPhone, and it continues to happen. Right now, my phone says it is syncing, but the screen is still frozen. Now it has stopped syncing. There is no progress bar at the top. I can see my iPhone icon, but the screen is frozen, so I can't do anything except force quit out of iTunes. Help, I am so frustrated. I now have a 3GS, but it, uh, but it happened on my original phone as well. Maybe my computer? Have you experienced this? Any suggestions would be appreciated. Thanks. Nancy, uh, I've not run into this personally, but I have a friend who did, who had this exact same problem. And what it turned out to be for them is they were woefully behind in their OS ten updates. Um, I would recommend the same thing for Windows users with their Windows updates. Stay up to date on your OS and on your operating system because what can happen is if you get a newer version of iTunes that's going to be a little bit funky with an older version of your latest update on your OS, this kind of stuff 
uh, can happen. And I'd also be curious to know, like, how old is this MacBook Pro? Um, not that that should matter that much, but, you know, there could be some other things at play. I think they're, uh, for me, because I had this kind of same thing happen to a drive where it would, I could see the drive, but every time I copied something to the drive, it would take forever hmm. to copy. And what, ha- what it ended up being was there was a bad connector with the drive. And the thing is, is my computer would freeze too. Like I'd get the whole like uh, beach ball for like 10 minutes. I would disconnect the drive and then all of a sudden my computer would come back up. And it was a bad connection thing that was going on. And I'm just curious, maybe her MacBook has something wrong with her USB connections. So the cable or the port perhaps. That's a good point. Yeah, so I think it's, it's, it's a problem with the communication type of thing. Because I remember when I read this email, I was having the same thing with the drive, where it actually freeze until I unplugged the drive. Even though the drive was mounted, and it would just freeze up for some reason. It was just the connection type of thing. And then once I got the connector replaced, you know, sent back to the place and got back to me, they said it was a bad connection board or thing where the, fire, the firewire drive, firewire port was. Yeah. It, it fixed everything. Yeah. That's obnoxious, so, though. I feel bad, Nancy. I want, I want to see that fixed. What you should do is if you could have a go over to a, a different computer or a friend who has a computer and to see if it's doing the same thing on their side of the, uh, you know. A solid idea. So, hey, you know what next week is? What's next week? iPad for me. Oh, yeah. Just mentioning it. Third is next Saturday. Saturday from this. So I am stoked. My wife will be in line for it. <laughs> ah, good times. Hey, Eric, it's Scott. I'm trying to figure out a way to back up all the applications and data that I've got on my iPhone right now to my MacBook. The problem is whenever I try to click the button to say sync my applications, it says doing so will erase all data and applications on phone and replace with the ones on my MacBook. Um, any help on how to back up the ones on my phone instead of the MacBook would be awesome. Appreciate it. Love the show, guys. Thanks. Derp. Okay. You got that derp in. So I'm a little confused about this, and there was no way for me to contact you, so I'll ask you live on the show here. I don't know why your MacBook and your iPhone don't already have the same applications. Like, is this a new Mac and you're moving computer to computer? or And, and this applies to Windows people too. Are you moving from one iTunes installation to another? And this one's saying, oh, this your this thing hasn't been synced on here before. Do you want to replace everything on their phone with what's on the computer? Because that's what will happen every time that you do that. Um, so I'm, I'm just confused. He's trying to back up stuff on his phone to there, but he doesn't want the apps that are there on the phone. The, the problem is those are one and the same, or at least they should be. Yeah, you, uh, like, yeah, it sounds like he has a different phone synced with the one that's on his computer. Yeah. Like, Something but the like thing that. is, I think I don't have my phone on me, so I don't have it plugged in. Mm. I do believe there's a setting where it says first time sync. Uh, yeah. So what does it do? What does it say? Does it say replace everything on the computer, what's on the phone? Is there anything like that? Or? Uh, it says... Oh, there's something that says prevent iPods and iPhones from syncing automatically. Uh, not much else. It should be under information then, like the where you're like mail, mail and contacts. Oh, yeah, I don't have my phone plugged in, so I'm just looking at regular preferences. My phone's not yeah. in the room. Yeah, see? Sorry, guys. We don't have our phones with us. <laughs> 
We don't have the very devices we cover <laughs> that on we're the talking show about right us. now. Normally we do because Eric usually likes to sing a little song or something. But we don't uh, yeah, I, yeah, I know. But uh, anyway, I have a good. Uh, my son is playing. I don't want to take it away from him because I, you know, here's what will probably Scott happen. doesn't have an excuse. If we're just dumb and we're not getting the po- the problem here, someone will certainly correct us and send us an email that'll help this guy. But I'm I'm just a little confused about you know. I think he's I think he's got a computer that hasn't backed up this phone before, and it's already got some other phone backup on. Hey, Scott and Eric. I used to use Handy Shopper on my Palm devices for grocery or hardware lists, and I'm looking for a list app that's like that for the iPhone. So far, I've been using Ultralist, which is quite good and has many features beyond what I'll ever use, but it's lacking one thing I really want, and that's to be able to create lists on my Mac and get them into the iPhone. Curious if you guys have ever used any and know of one that has this feature. Thanks. Derp. Okay, I'm going to recommend something, and then I want to hear what Eric thinks, but I I believe that one of the possible answers to your query is to use Evernote. If you haven't been using Evernote, Evernote supports not only Macs, but PCs and Linux. Uh, it is a... Oh, I take that back on Linux. What am I trying to think of? Oh, it just supports other phones. They have like an Android version and other stuff. Um, but regardless of what system you're on, you can use uh, you can use Evernote to not only take notes and synchronize them to your phone all over the air, by the way. So you can do this right over 3G or over 2G, for that matter, while you're out, in the, out, you know, out and around. And it will synchronize the documents that are right there or the, the notes and stuff that are already on your computer. Nice thing about it is it supports more than just taking notes. So you can add in here, insert like checkboxes and tables and grids and essentially create your own to-do list with checkboxes enabled so that you could, you know, easily say, all right, I need to pick up this and do this and then pick up this and do this, pick up this and do this and have them all have a little blank checkbox next to them. And it's a real simple click to get those in there. Not hard on the formatting. And then when you're done with those things, you, you literally click them off either on the phone or on the desktop, one or the other, and they'll both synchronize. So um, that's my choice for good note slash list synchronization that has a desktop component for the phone. Um, and I love it. I, Evernote has been a, one of my favorite productivity apps since that thing launched. Uh, Eric, any other solutions that you've used or tried? Uh, the only thing is I don't usually use anything on my Mac for like making to-do lists or lists itself. So that would be no help in this situation. Mm. I'm not because I'm always when I'm out and about. That's when I'm doing my to-do lists. I'm not on my home on my computer. So and I just use to-do for all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, and also, that, so what I just gave you is kind of a really simple, uh, cheap way of doing it because Evernote is free, both on the desktop and on the phone. Um, you can upgrade for more storage and things, but I've never needed it. Uh, but, you know, my other, my expensive solution that I use is Things, which has the Mac desktop component for keeping track of everything on Things and then synchronizing, uh, synchronizing it via Wi-Fi with your phone uh, with Things for the iPhone. It's a little bit more of an expensive sort of proposition, but it will do what you're looking to do. So you have options and a range of things to choose from out there. But also, if you want a really down and dirty, cheap type of Mac OS way to do it, you can actually do a note in your mail when you're in your mail application, uh, which will get synced to your notepad on your uh, on your iPhone. Yep, that's true too. That's so. a good point. Uh, so yeah, check it out, Evernote. And uh, and then there's stuff in between, but that's really my recommendation for the week. 
Um, okay. That's it. <laughs> That's all our calls this week. Mm-hmm. We have some on the outro, so listen for those. They're more like uh, advice stuff from uh, different people, so uh, make sure you listen to those. Before we head on out of here, let's give some love to the iTunes folks. This gives us a chance to thank people for leaving us five-star reviews on iTunes, which we really, really appreciate. Thank you guys so much for doing those. Uh, we got someone who says, Slappy Awesome, came to us from U- UAID10T, uh, who seems to like us okay. Uh, this is my favorite one right here. We got five-star reviews from somebody named at symbol, squiggly line at symbol, who says, five stars for Eric. I think Scott is really obsessed with his voice, interestingly. He keeps talking about his own voice. I find Eric's voice much more appealing, and I like French guy too. Scott's voice is from time to time loud and abnormal sometimes. Needless to say, he is a great illustrator. That is the best review in the history of iTunes. <laughs> anyway, wow, I love I'm, it. Uh, my like my voice better than yours. Like I would be, I don't know. That's all right. Whatever. I don't have a voice coach. How's to each that his own. I know you got to have one, dude. I, I can put you in touch with somebody. Right. Uh, Joe Dokes left us a five-star review, and Drake72. Thank you, all of you who uh, who have done that. We really appreciate that on the Apple iTunes store. So go check that out and leave a review if you want. A couple of shout-outs to our sponsors. As usual, GoDaddy sponsored the show today. GoDaddy.com is the place to go. The codes to use are App1, App2, or App3. App1 specifically gives you the best savings on most services. You're getting a new renewal or a new domain. Use App1. Saves you money. Don't spend 10 when you can spend like 7 Simple as that. Good math. And then I want to make a mention of this. Uh, they're not really sponsoring the show, but i got to give them a shout-out because I love these guys. I host my webcomic, MyExtraLife.com. I host it on Zhosting at Zhosting.com. That's Z-E-H-O-S-T-I-N-G. And uh, love these guys. Love their service for a long, long time. They've finally gone full-on public availability for hosting services. They do great hosting services. And if you use the code extra 25 that's extra 25 you get a recurring 25 percent discount on any order you place over there so go check them out at zhosting.com for your next website hosting or whatever it is you may be doing if you're starting your own podcast and it's all about it's the new we rule podcast well then buy gum get your hosting at uh, zhosting all right uh what else oh all righty then visit the website AppSlappy.com is the place to be. We have links to forums, show notes, uh, links, special stuff all during the week. Definitely a place to be and hang out, including this episode right here. That'll be right up there tonight. You can also email us at AppSlappy at gmail.com. We love your comments, your questions, your feedback. Your uh, audio stuff is great. Keep those coming from your phones. Love that stuff. We'll keep playing them on the show. And follow us on Twitter. Twitter.com slash AppSlappyShow is the Twitter account. You can follow me and Eric personally. You can find me at twitter.com slash extra life and Eric at twitter.com slash wait for Hockey-to. it. Hockey-to. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Eric, and for everyone else. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time for show 40. Hey, that's a landmark episode. Oh, that's like our age. That's right. So uh, join us then, won't you? Until then, take care. Later. Thank you for listening to App Slappy. For more great iPhone, iPod, and App Store coverage and archives of this show, visit AppSlappy.com.
Hey Scott and Eric, just wonder if you guys have tried the game Fingerzilla. It was free when I uh, got it, and I think it might still be free. It's been rising, it rose up pretty quickly through the ranks. Uh, I've had a lot of fun playing with it, and my kids just love it. Uh, although it's kind of funny to encourage the destroying of major cities, but hey, it's just a game. Uh, so that's what I had to say. You guys keep up the great work, love the show. Catch you guys later. Derp. Hey Scott and Eric, I'm calling just to... Uh Add my two cents to the debate over whether Scott said he was only going to review games in future episodes. And I've got to say, I heard the same thing Eric did. I thought you said you were only reviewing games in future episodes, Scott. But I'm glad to hear you're not. Um, there's a lot of good things out there for the iPhone and iPod Touch other than games. And in fact, I only play a few on my iPhone. You guys take care. Joe Bolin from San Jose, and I love the show. Hey guys, this is Dwayne from Toronto, Canada. I just heard AppSlappy38, and you guys were talking about Air Video. I was thinking about getting that myself, but um, recently Orb has been updating their software, and it's been a lot more reliable. I like Orb a lot because it doesn't just do video; it does um, uh, sound. I mean, pictures and uh, music as well all stream to your phone over 3G or Wi-Fi. It resumes when you're disconnected and all that. It, uh, it's great. Uh, I mean, sometimes it's a bit glitchy, but I think that there, I mean, there's enough community behind it that they will update soon and fix that. But really, it's uh, most on uh, most of the time, it's very reliable, and I love it. Uh, so check out Orb. Uh, I don't know if you've ever spoken about Orb, but yeah, definitely give it a shot. Hey Scott and Eric, this is Terry, longtime listener, just back from my honeymoon in Scotland and catching up on my podcast, so a big hello to my beautiful wife Carla. Uh, in episode 37, one listener was trying to find a good way to cleanly import his audiobooks. I'd like to recommend Audiobook Builder from Splasm Software at www.splasm.com. Not affiliated with the company in any way, just a satisfied user. Uh, best of all, it's pretty reasonable at $9.95. It will import easily from CDs. You just feed in disk after disk, and you end up with one single file to sync to iTunes. You can also merge tracks that you already have on your computer. That's a nice feature. Uh, the resulting file has got chapter markers representing each disk that you put in. You can even change the artwork for the chapters if you like. Uh, you can adjust audio quality settings to optimize for either small file size or great quality, as you like. Uh, once the file's finished, you drag and drop it into iTunes where it shows up as an audiobook, not as a podcast. Um, I think this will do just about everything that the listener was uh, looking for, unless, of course, he's a PC user. This is a Mac-specific program. Uh, that's about it. Audiobook Builder from Splasm Software works great for what he's looking for. Give it a try. Derp! <laughs> Welcome to Cheap Dad's Cheap Game of the Week. I'm Cheap Dad. This week, Cheap Dad was kind of lonely because his kids were out of town. So, I decided to go down to my local army surplus store and pick up one grade A ration of puppets. It worked out so well that I decided to look for puppet-inspired games on the iPhone. Lo and behold, I lucked out. Turns out, there's a game called Battle of Puppets. Now, since my kids aren't here, I can't actually have them on the show. So, instead, I decided to bring out Reverend Hound. How are you doing, Reverend? Well, I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine, Reverend. Well, shall we get into the game? Why, yes, I think that's a splendid idea. 
Battle of Puppets fits into that tried-and-true genre of castle defense. Hey, uh, are you going to eat those chips there? Uh, no, go right ahead. Oh, thank you, I really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, now back to the game. It's uh, pretty much just like every other castle defense game that you've ever played. You build units from your castle on the left-hand side of the screen to attack the enemy's castle on the right-hand side of the screen. What sets the game apart are the graphics, and they're pretty sharp. Yeah, you miss your kids a lot, don't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, that they're never coming back. What? Sh shut up, you puppet! See, they, they found out you were talking to puppets, and they decided they didn't want a crazy dad. Dude, I'm not crazy. Eat your chips and shut up. Whatever. Okay, so yeah, the basic premise, Battle of Puppets, is the graphics. Like I said, they're very good. They are very cartoony, and strangely enough, modeled after sort of opera marionettes. It's hard to describe. You kind of have to see it to believe it and appreciate it. I also like the profession system, which is a neat addition to the genre. After you've beaten certain levels in the game, you get professions, which is kind of a fancy way of saying gestures. By making certain gestures on screen, you're able to affect your troops in different ways. Hey, hey, I, I just wanted to tell you something real quick. You're gonna be alone for a long time. You are a sick little puppet. Alright, moving on. All in all, when you take everything into consideration, Battle of Puppets isn't a bad game. But I have to be honest, there really isn't anything new here aside from graphics and the gesture system. Like all other castle defense games, it falls into the same trap. It gets repetitive. So although I was entertained for a while, I definitely had no problem with uninstalling this app. So, Battle of Puppets, take it or leave it, 99 cents in the App Store. Take it or leave it, you mean like... You mean like how your kids take or left you? Mostly left? They're off visiting their grandmother. Hey, you, you can sell it however you want it. That's fine with me. I'm just saying you're gonna be a lone, fat, stinky man for a long time. That's it. I am sick of you, puppet! No! Not the face! I'm thinking, are you kidding me, dude? For four bucks, this was your big hot idea? Ugh. Lame. Lame is right. Hey, guys, quick note. If you're listening all the way to the end of the show, hopefully you'll hear this. Hey, if you haven't been aware of it, uh, and you may already be, but uh, if you live in the Utah area or roundabouts or anywhere, really, and you want to come to this year's Nerdtacular at nerdtacular.com, it's the big fan appreciation event I throw every year. Uh, this year, they're $10 tickets. It includes the premiere of Iron Man 2, the morning of the 8th of May, a uh, big after party where we're giving away prizes, including PS3s and all kinds of other good stuff. Uh, if you want to be a part of this event, go to nerdtacular.com. Check out all the information. See pictures from last year and the year before and the year before. And uh, decide if that's something you want to do. We'd love to see you. There's still tickets available. That's at nerdtacular.com. See you in May. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there!